You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumare. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumare. Mary, NBC, a reputable organization, put out a poll, and if you want to believe the poll, uh, you would swear that Joe Biden is getting beaten badly by Donald Trump, that all the numbers favor him. Do you buy this? How do you react when you see these kind of polls? Well, first, we have to talk about polls a little bit because um, those are national polls don't mean anything. So it only matters the polls in those swing states that are like six, could be as many as eight states. So that's one thing. So do I think generally there's some dissatisfaction with Biden. Clearly, the polls are reflecting that. Why that is, is a little hard to, for us to see. But clearly, there's some residual um, ill will about probably more than anything, the economy and the border. This first issue people just aren't really paying attention. And the second issue is fair enough. And the third issue I think that's out there is, which is not normal in a election year, but is the Israel-Gaza issue. Very complicated, but the problem with the media, whatever media you're getting, whether you're getting your media on NBC or TikTok, it's a simplification of an extremely complex issue, as is true with the border. So I think all of those things make Biden seem ineffective. So when I hear people say, and I had a conversation last week with somebody who's um, independent, maybe kind of a swing voter, and she said, don't you think Biden's incompetent? And I'm like, what do you mean by that? Like, what is it that, that he hasn't done well the first issue that comes up is the border. See, that's interesting. You've identified three really interesting ones, but let's stay on on the border. I, you know, this one kind of amazes me a little bit because people, we know in this last primary, people in New Hampshire are outraged about what's going on in the border. How many uh, illegal immigrants do you think the people in New Hampshire see? Why Why is the country making the border like the number one issue? Am I missing it on this? A couple things, John. One, um, the news is national. So people can see, you know, instantaneously pictures of not just the border, but those um, SILEs beating up those cops in New York. So that's just nationalizes the news. The second thing is, remember back a couple years ago when Greg Abbott, or actually DeSantis, sent those folks to um, Cape Cod. Cod It was brilliant because that's been ongoing. So all kinds of northern big city mayors um, and governors like yours in Illinois 
have come out against Biden, even Democrats, and said he doesn't have control of the border. Why? Because they're starting to feel the effect of having undocumented um, immigrants in their cities. And these are being sent up from the South, these folks. The other thing, the border, from all we can tell, there definitely are issues that Biden has failed on and, or, or, you know, or at least had policies that aren't working the way that the country as a whole would like to see them be working. And, and so, um, yeah, I don't think, you know, in my life, I don't really deal with undocumented um, immigrants, but on the other hand, you know, you do see folks around and you think, huh, are they here legally? And it's in our consciousness. Trump put it there. Biden hasn't resolved it. What, what is it that Joe Biden needs to do, do you think? Uh, and let me kind of pose it in terms of this. The whole question of immigration, immigration law, uh, how we accept people into the United States, we know is a complex issue and one that the, the Congress actually needs to solve. But we can see the Congress is not willing to do that. They haven't been willing to do it for a long, long time. Does Joe Biden need to do what I think Mike Johnson is suggesting, just go outside of the Congress, uh, use presidential authority, and just try and shut down the number of people coming into the country? Is that what he needs to do? He does, or he needs to say, like Obama did, and they called him the deporter in chief, I'm going to use the tools I have to make sure that people are not residing in this country without papers. And a lot of who Biden, I mean, who Obama deported were people who um, had some run in with the law, and that's a basis for deportation, or who had run out of appeals for asylum. You know, he tightened things up. And as a result, the number of crossings was down because the word does go out. Don't try to get into the United States because you're not going to be able to stay. And Trump had a whole different thing going on and he was deporting people, but he wasn't deporting people at quite the rate that Obama did. When Biden, but his pals were very cruel, right? I think we remember that, the like taking the kids away and all that. So Biden becomes president and he says, no, we're going to have a more humane policy. So the word goes through all the Central, and not just Central American countries. And people come from Africa because they get visas to Colombia and come up through, the, through Mexico and Central America. The word goes out, the border is open. So we need to start to close that border down so that more and more people aren't coming. And Biden can do that. Unfortunately, the thing Congress is not doing, it seems to me, and what this new law would do, is giving him the funds that he needs. We're like very short on immigration judges, very short on people to process the people coming across the border. All that takes money. Con only Congress can give the executive branch money. So that's where the, I think what we both watched the speaker this morning that's where he's being disingenuous. 
You know, you want to help Biden enforce the law as it exists, imperfect as it is, then you have to do that. You have to fund that project. So, you know, both sides are right and both sides are wrong, John. But when you're the president, all the shit lands on your plate. And I don't think the administration has done a good job of articulating that. Another piece, which is that progressives, liberals, they don't like, one, the border deal, and they are not going to accept from Biden him becoming a hard ass. Now, you have no choice but to vote for Biden, so it's not a lot of political risk, but the deal doesn't have anything with dreamers. He said nothing with dreamers or regularizing status of people who've been here for a long time, right? And so if you're a progressive, you're like us, you're like, hey, you're just buying the ticket they're selling? What about our policy priorities on immigration? And he's willing to walk away with all of them right now to get the money for Ukraine and for his re-election. Well, I, I got to tell you, you actually have described pretty much my feeling. We don't know everything that's in the Senate bill uh, on the border and immigration. Supposedly, we're, we're going to hear that. They're going to release the text today. But even from the reports that we've had, my gut instinct has been, no, this guy... We got to be even Stephen here, guys. If we're going to shut down the border, do something about the dreamers. Do something about the overall immigration. We do have certain realities that you folks don't want to face. One of them is we need more people here. We need more people working. You don't want to do that. Another one is we do need some sense of, uh, of being humane, uh, of understanding compassion. And we do have to get deeper and deeper into why this flood of people are coming north to the United States. Uh, we, at least for me, I believe they have some right, and they have some right to uh, to emigrate. Now, I understand the Republicans are going to say no to all of that. Well, let's cut a deal here. And it feels to me as the way you you just said it that we're just getting ready to accept everything the GOP says. Is that not what the speaker said this morning on Meet the Press? He, he yep. said, we put out a bill. We told them what we want, and they are not doing what we want, so we're not going to compromise with them. I mean, he said it plain as day. So it's, it's like everything. Everything with them is all or nothing because they know the right way to do everything, and they don't understand that legislation is compromise, right? Politics is the art of compromise. They don't want to compromise. And there is an answer somewhere in the middle, which is, I think, what the Senate has tried to do, but can't get through the House. But John, even if they said, okay, whatever the House bill is, we don't care. We're going to take the House bill. They would back off because they yes. want the issue to politic on, to run on, to message on, they don't want to solve the problem. The worst thing that could happen to the Republicans is to solve the immigration problem. The worst thing for the Republicans is have to admit that people are going to continue to want to come to the United States as long as they could find a better life. No different than our grandparents did or most people's ancestors did. We have the strongest economy in the world. So if you're sitting in Guatemala 
It's violent. There's gangs. You don't have work. Why? It would be irrational not to think, I, I might just try that U.S. thing out, regardless of what the law is, regardless of what the policies are. And acknowledging that we still are the beacon on the hill and all that could help us sit down and have a humane discussion about how we open our borders to the people who we want to come in. We get to decide who comes in and out. Right now, because we refuse to have an intelligent conversation about it, the folks themselves are deciding who's going to come in. <laughs> because we haven't sat down and said we want a rational policy, immigration policy. And in a country where um, long-term demographic trends will show that fewer and fewer Native people are going to have, Native being Native Americans, U.S. citizens are going to have kids. We need immigration. It, why are we the strongest country in the world? Because we have immigration, but we need to be rational. And now we don't have the political will to be rational on both sides, but particularly the Republican side, because it's such a strong political issue for them. That's my theory. Well, putting myself yeah, on the side now. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, thinking about the politics of it, let's assume for just a minute, and he's kind of indicated this, that Joe Biden says, okay, I'm going to do what I can to take this issue off the table. I'm going to shut down the border. He said he'd be willing to do that. I'm going to accept largely what the GOP bill is, and we're going to get the border closed up. I wonder if for many progressives, Democratic voting uh, voting parts of the electorate, maybe for me, does that say, you know what, Joe is pretty weak. When it comes down to it, he's just not strong enough. And do we react, I guess, in a way like Republicans and say, we just need somebody stronger. Now, as it happens in this election, there is nobody stronger that we can live with. We're not going to vote for uh uh, we're not going to vote for Donald Trump. And I just don't believe that there's actually going to be uh, a real third party candidate that will attract people over. Even if it is Joe Manchin, I, I don't see Joe Manchin as being the great strong leader. So I guess I don't know where I go with that. Is Joe Biden in trouble no matter which direction he goes in? Well, he's going to get criticized whatever direction he goes. And the thing is, is the Democrats, liberals, progressives, swing voters who tend toward progressivism uh, have no choice but to vote for Biden. I mean, at the end of the day, with all this talk in South Carolina and black voters, whatever, okay, you might have some black voters move to Trump, but in at the end... It, when it comes right down to it, in November 2024, most rational voters, most rational, um, you know, left, center left people will end up voting for Biden, regardless if you're happy about um, Gaza or the border or the economy. And that that's, we, I, we're probably out of time now, but I think another discussion to have is what happens with the the Arab and Muslim voters, if they think they're so mad at Biden, what was happening in Gaza, that they're going to get a better a better ride with Trump, 
and they either stay home or they vote for Trump, <laughs> they ain't seen nothing. I mean, that dude's son-in-law is basically owned by Saudi Arabia, who wants the Israel thing to happen, right? He, they, they all want, they don't care what happens to Palestinians. They haven't cared about the Palestinians a long time. They want to see Israel stable and part of a money-moving cabal in the Middle East. Whole other discussion, but it is. It's a, it well, has we had but rational, you know, rational voting, strategic voting. It's right. So we had three major issues. We added maybe a fourth with can you actually vote for Trump? And we got to one of those. So <laughs> we will be back. Right. <laughs> right. Good. Have a good talk week. to you. Bye. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.